Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at midwestvintagecards.com to get your quote today. gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages welcome to socks on tap i am your boy buzz and i am joined by my dude tony marchese aka tony on tap and we are here man to talk about the end of the season the regular season that is and heading into the postseason for the first time in 12 years chicago white Sox are heading to the postseason but before we do be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your chicago sports literature and podcasting needs following us on twitter at socks on tap at ontapsportsnet And anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. Tony, we're in the postseason. We've got the Oakland Athletics. I did not see us at the seventh seed (coughs) about a week and two days ago, but here we are. Here we are, Buzz. Here we are. This This is a weird feeling. Um... Number one, we'll apologize. We didn't get any episodes out during that Cubs series. Uh, we normally wind the year down with a little celebration. I had the on tap crew over on Saturday night. We drank a lot of beers. The Sox won. We'll talk a little bit about that Cubs series, but I don't want to focus too much on that. I want to focus a little bit more of our, our efforts tonight on the show as more of a preview, kind of season overall uh, recap, so to speak. And I'm sure we're going to break this whole thing down uh, once this whole thing ends, uh, whether that be the Sox being eliminated from the playoffs or a World Series victory. We'll we'll get to all of that uh, as a group discussion, and I'm sure we'll have multiple guests this offseason come talk about what we saw this year. But, Buzz, it's a weird feeling because, like you just mentioned, a week ago, when the Sox clinched, man, like, we were riding high. Like, things were really, really good. And then, over the last week, it feels like 2017 again. And then we're supposed to get jacked up for this this these playoff games, and then we fall to the seventh seed when we when we had the number one seed. 
And it's just like, man, for, for just take a step back here. And you, you guys did a good show with George earlier this week who was on here for, for our guest week last week. And it's like I listen to that and then I start thinking about things. And I start thinking about tomorrow. And I'm like, man, I'd really like to be fucking happy right now. I'd love to be jacked up. I want to be excited for this because – it's been 12 fucking years since this team's been in the playoffs, and I can't think of a like a shittier feeling going into this series. I can't think of a shittier way and a more that's-so-White-Sox way to walk into the playoffs the way I feel right now after watching this team perform over last week, and that really has me bothered because if you just open up Twitter.com, if you follow any of the people in White Sox Twitter, over the last... 48 72 hours it's been like the darkest times of the year so like in the last just 48 to 72 hours man have been really dark times outside of that win against the cubs and it it i feel gypped right now because i'm yeah i, I, I don't feel as excited as i should be and maybe on top of that is the fact that the white Sox wind up with oakland and they're playing these first two playoff games at two o'clock on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And what other way to be a White Sox fan than getting back to the playoffs and having this like ridiculous schedule out in Oakland for your playoff games? Like, how unexcitable is this? Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a hyped up series. Two o'clock starts especially here in the central time division are weak and lame because I'm, you know, I'm at work, you know, and I'm still trying, I'm trying to wrap up my shit at that time to get home from work. So I'll be ready for a game when it normally starts, but I'll do whatever I can to catch a game's first, you know, playoff series in 12 years. I'm going to make sure I can do whatever I can to watch a game at work or listen to it, at least whatever I got to do. But going back to your point about feeling weird about this. Yeah, I do. And as toxic as twitter.com is, I kind of agree with a lot of the people that are uh, that are spewing that pessimist, you know, pessimistic side. The negative nanny. Yeah. Well, look at. I mean, look at it, dude. Look at this. I mean, this is this is what happened. We're riding high because we clinched the division. We take three out of four from the Twins. Then we got the Reds. We take one out of three with the Reds, and then we go on a six-game losing streak. We're on a six-game losing streak. We start losing. We lose the Reds. And then we lose four straight to the Indians. And then we lose the first one to the Cubs where we got shellacked 10-0. That was not the White Sox team we've seen all year. And I refused to buy in as, oh, well, you played, all you did was play Detroit and, uh, you know, Kansas City and the Pirates. And that's why you guys are good. Like, shut, you know, just shut up, dude. You know, like, good teams are supposed to be bad teams. That, that's what happens. And the White Sox were 500 with good teams until this slump happened. Until that slump happened, it went all downhill from there. And unfortunately, it's just the hand that we were dealt. And, uh, you know, you gotta you have to live with it. And I'm just hoping and praying, you know, to the baseball gods and trying to keep that good juju alive that this was the slump. And they almost battled and came back. And I know they ended up losing that game. But on, on Sunday there, they almost battled and came back against the Cubs. Uh, they were getting absolutely shellacked the whole game. They come back and make it 10-8. to eight. I'm hoping that offensive firepower has now been ignited. 
and I hope that they can carry that momentum forward um, into this playoff series against the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Oakland wasn't much better than we were, obviously. They're 36 and 24. The White Sox finished the season off at 35 and 25. Um, that's that's the difference between the second and the seventh seed in in, in the AL. Um, so you know, hopefully they learned from pissing away a good opportunity from not winning the division after they lost the division after it was in their hands for the whole, pretty much the whole year after that St. Louis series. It was in their hands the whole time. They controlled their destiny. They let it go. But hopefully, like I said, they get in this playoff here and they, uh, they're they throwing Giolito and Keuchel out in the first two games. It's only a three-game series. So I, I do feel confident, but I also feel not as happy as I wanted to be rolling into it just because of the losing streak. A lot more questions uh, than confidence I feel like I have right well, now. And, and that's, that's okay. Like, let's, let's put some other things in perspective here, Buzz. Did you really expect that the White Sox, going into this year, did you expect that the White Sox, take the whole COVID thing out of it, did you expect that the White Sox were going to be a playoff team? If we go back to our episodes before, like, all this shit happened, I think I had said wild card at best. I didn't think they'd win the division. Um, you know, obviously we rode on a high this year, 60-game sprint, Um you know, for the most part, uh, all the socks on taps, we were, you know, in disbelief that this team was whipping some ass. But I believed I said wild card at best okay. for the White Sox. So, so in a normal year, this team would have made the wild card. Right. This team would have made the wild card. So there you go. All right. So they, they, have, they have met your expectations at best so far. All right. So I'm trying to – I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here mm-hmm. and, and manage some expectations – and I, I think if we if we had a 162 game sprint with the, the the talent that was on the field and the and the way that they played, they may have over exceeded some expectations. I mean, we we would have had a hundred games left on the table to figure that out. Luis Robert probably comes out of his slump. I mean, we're talking about right now, and I, I said this to Johnny the other day. At 60 games in. Luis Robert goes on like a close to 0 for 30 slump. It was somewhere around there. You're talking about a player who had an excellent April and really struggled the second half of May and has a couple of months to figure it out and go from there. And instead of that, you're talking about a player that goes cold right before the playoffs. In this in this season, so that there there's number one, number two. Yeah, we saw some injuries to Eloy Jimenez. We saw an injury for Tim Anderson, but the White Sox were fairly healthy over sixty games. There's no way to tell what would have happened, therefore after, over the next hundred games, but fairly healthy through sixty games. That's a that's a pretty dominant stretch the White Sox had. I mean, you just look at the record. I think if we're talking about this team in May, end of May, heading into June right now, we're riding pretty damn high. No, you're probably Regar- right. Regardless we're, we're of the losing streak. Last year, we were riding high last year going into the break when it was, you know, when we were fucking two games under 500. You know, um, we thought that was exceeding expectations. Yeah. And, that, and that was exceeding, let, let's be honest, that was exceeding expectations for sure. I think that pe- people's expectations got, uh, you know, revamped and, 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 and started changing when they saw this team 
making it happen. But then when it was time to, you know, we're going to steal a line from Bears on tap here. It's time to throw your meat on the table. They start dying out. And that's what happened. And that's why I th- there's a lot of ca- you know cause for concern. I understand it. But, again, going into this series against Oakland, you know. So, so Bu- Buzz, you want, you want to talk about improvements and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw something out here for you. The 2020 White Sox and the 2019 mm-hmm. White Sox, which team had a higher batting average? I'm gonna guess the 2019 White Sox did. No, actually, they tied at 261. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, I mean, there were some slumps, obviously. Uh, yeah, there so, were yeah, some, there yeah. were there were definitely some slumps. You know, Tim Anderson carried a little bit of that 2019 batting average, a little bit lower this year. But like, I look up and down the lineup of the of the 2020 White Sox, and I'm like, this is vastly improved. And I know batting average, like. It, the, the stat cult's going to come after me for this one. I know, it, and I, I agree, it doesn't mean everything. But just looking up and down the lineup, you'd think like, oh, wow, like, vastly improved. Not so much from a batting average standpoint. And the OBP, just slightly higher, a tick above, 314 in 2019 and uh, 326 this year. So it's not like they were getting on base at like a, a, a way higher clip or hitting the ball more. It just It just seemed so much better and maybe I am not looking at the pitching or anything but maybe that's that's where we carried I I have no idea I haven't gone back and looked at a ton of stats yet but this team just feels better they were finding ways to win ball games they were beating the teams that they should like you said and you know if you if you take this into into consideration hey maybe if they played an extra 100 games you're talking about a team that winds up batting close to 280 but I mean the Sox hadn't had a higher team batting average since 2010 when they hit 268. So for what it's worth, there's been improvements over the course of the rebuild. There, we, we finally started to see this thing come together. I think what I'm trying to get to is that I don't know, A, number one, if this is a finished product, or B, if they overperformed in certain regards this year, or see if, hey, maybe this team's the real deal if you carry it out over 162. I think the team can be the real deal. I think it's got a lot of young players that fucking slumped at the same time and inconsistent pitching. You have two pitchers you're scared of. That's what you have. The bullpen towards the end was fucking taxed and it got bad. It was taxed. Because once Dunning wasn't able to go long, once he got figured out a little bit, and I do think he has talent, but he got figured out. Let's be honest. He got figured out. He, he, he struggled mightily in his last two starts. Dylan Cease, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I don't understand how come. I know it's just one season, but I, I you know, it was one season of, like, starts. You know what I'm saying? Between last year and this year. It's like one full season of starts that he's had. I, I, he's got the stuff. We know he has the stuff. He doesn't have the control. And I, I don't get it. And then you're playing Russian roulette here with your fucking fifth starter. We're going to send Gio Gonzalez out there? No. We're going to send Ronaldo Lopez out there? You know, Jonathan Stever? I mean, you know, like, that's not... We, our, our pitching needs to improve. Our starting pitching needs to improve. Um, if the Sox... Again, I will say... And I said this after uh, the trade deadline this year. If the Sox were really serious about winning, they would add another arm. Somehow, someway. I truly believe that. They were really serious about winning this year. Are you they calling Jerry that. cheap, Buzz? 
not calling him cheap. I mean, you know, I I, I know I, now you're going to get attacked by Stat Colt. I'm going to get attacked by, you know, everybody. Oh, the fuck he isn't cheap. Oh, look how much I researched the White Sox. I'm no more than you. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. You know, it's cool, man. No, I'm not saying I'm I don't know if Rick Hahn felt comfortable with the team. I don't work in the fucking front office. I don't know. I never met the guy. I can't comment on it. I don't know. Do I sometimes feel he's an asshole and cheap? Yeah, sure. But I don't know if this season you could really throw that at him because it's shortened season. You're trying to see what the fuck you have. You're competing. And I know they didn't think they were going to be doing that well. No one did. No one did. Well, that's where the trade deadline comes in. Right. That's where the trade deadline comes in. So now you have to, again, you put a gun to your head here and you're asking like, oh, shit. Do I pull the trigger and fucking bring some prospects in or do I put or I'm sorry, some uh, proven MLB talent in or or do I just put the fucking thing down and be like, okay, let me see what I have as we keep going forward. Well, because it's obviously working now. There's there's so many. There's so, so many ways you can go with this. And and, yeah, like, like, you know, like, uh, yeah, we can we could have gone and got a rental player and given up. I don't know, Zach Collins or Andrew Vaughn or whoever. And when the Sox inevitably wind up getting eliminated from the playoffs for a one-year, two-year rental guy. It's going to piss people off. I mean, that, that five years from now, somebody's going to be on Twitter saying, well, fucking Rick Hahn decided to pull the trigger on this one. I'm not trying to be a Rick Hahn apologist. I'm just, I'm just laying it out there that there was going to be somebody. If we went and we went out and got Clevenger that was going to complain about the package that we gave up for him. It could have been just nonsense or a troll or somebody out there, but somebody's going to fucking complain that we didn't or that we gave up so and so for whoever it was to bring in to bolster this. However, in the moment right now, myself included, I will sit there and say, "Well, you should have fucking bolstered this rotation because if you had a strong third, or even somebody that would like displace Dallas Keuchel and push him back to game three starter, I'd feel a whole lot fucking more confident right now in this moment going into this series. And again, I just, we're breaking down so much here and getting into a lot of nitty-gritty crap uh, that, again, like I would just much rather right now be talking about how hyped I am for this game and and the fact that you know what really made me sad was when you said I'm going to be working during this because I feel like the first playoff game when when we all pictured it um we we weren't even thinking about watching this from home we were thinking about being in lot B cracking beers and making a day out of whatever that first playoff game was going to be or even if it was on the road you know uh just getting the opportunity to see this team in person together, all of us, like there's, there's so many white Sox fans out there and it's not even just, you know, you and I, 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 I just put in my, my sick day for tomorrow. I, I put in the sick day for tomorrow. I've been saving this up to, to watch this game because like for me, you know, what the hell happens next year if they don't make the playoffs? We don't know what's going to happen. Nothing in life is guaranteed. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and make this into as much as I can. But there's a ton of fucking people out there that have to get up, go to work tomorrow, and this is the first time that their team has been in the playoffs for 12 fucking years. And as we know, 
the White Sox, after they win the World Series in 2005, had one of their best squads in 2006, and the team didn't even make the playoffs. You didn't see them return until 2008. Granted, this team is built a lot differently than the 2005 White Sox were, and I don't like drawing comparisons between this team and 2005. But my point is here is that the factors aligned for this team to make the playoffs this year in 2020. And here we are in a three-game set coming off of what was the worst stretch of White Sox baseball that we've probably watched all year outside of that first week. Everybody's kind of nervous, as we should be, even if we rolled through that last week. And here we are. We get this 2 o'clock start on both days. And what shittier way to enter the playoffs where if some godforsaken reason this team gets bounced in two games, there's a ton of fucking White Sox fans out there that might not even get to sit down, crack a beer, and enjoy it the way they should. No, it's upsetting. Like I, like I said at the beginning of the show, it's upsetting what the schedule is. Um, to bring in, even if, like you said, even if we did roll into the playoffs, I'd still be nervous because this is our first appearance in 12 years. All right. I mean, last time they made the playoffs, I was in high school. I was in high school in 2008. I graduated in 2009. You know, I'm yep. 29 years old now. You know, same I here. have two I have two fucking kids. Same here. <laughs> you know like we, we, we live the same life, my friend. Hey, I think we're the same guy. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, it's just so uh, crazy to me, you know, like that they did this. And, you know, obviously, you know how it goes, man. You got a little bit more tenure at your, your job right now. I have some sick days, but I got the newborn. I'm just trying to save them up. But I make sure that I'm watching them, um, you know. But I am hyped, though. I do want to let everybody know I'm fucking excited, man. I'm excited, okay? I'm excited for some playoff baseball that I give. I mean, I, I watch playoff baseball no matter what every year, but I'm more excited this year because we're the fuck in it. We are here, and that's exciting to me. Uh, the slide has hurt my, you know, like usually I'm flying way high. I'm talking major shit, but right now I'm just – coasting you know i'm underneath the clouds a little bit excited but i'm underneath the clouds because i don't want to go too crazy because this team was slumping real bad and i don't want to set my expectations all the way up here and then something come crashing down i am confident they could beat the oakland athletics i think that giolito and keichel are going to pitch the best games they have all year um i know that obviously giolito had yeah, a no hitter you, but you, are you, yeah, are you, you saying know, that giolito's thrown a no hitter game. tomorrow no, yeah, I'm saying he's throwing a perfect game tomorrow. Um, no, <laughs> but I think he's the most meaningful game he's pitched all year. He's going to do. Uh, I think he's going to do well. I think. Uh, I think the bats are going to heat up, and I'm. I'm excited. I'm not like I said. I'm not going to go flying too high here. We're going to have our issues, but um, I, I, I'm happy. I'm fucking thrilled, and I cannot wait to watch some White Sox playoff baseball tomorrow. I'm. I'm super fucking stoked. All right. I so do want to throw that because we've been a little bit pessimistic but you know realistic as well during this recording of socks on tap but i am excited it's just i have you know i have my concerns and uh after we get done recording this and i'm able to fucking speak them out into the mic with you i could put them you know to the side and when we walk into tomorrow there ain't gonna be like oh man i hope no it's our day and that's all i'm gonna keep telling myself it's our fucking day it's our fucking series we are here to win. And are you sleep? Are you sleeping tonight? Me? Oh yeah, I sleep like a fucking rock. Are you kidding? 
they fucking newborn just you put her down she just goes eh, 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 all fucking night long you gotta keep picking her up and you know rocking her and i tony i think i'm actually dead i'm not <laughs> I, i'm not sure if i'm if this is even real you know like i just i feel like a zombie but i will sleep like a fucking rock but i i like i said as soon as that game starts tomorrow man i'm even i might even try to go into the office early i'm not gonna lie to you just to get everything done as early as i can because if i could sneak out of the office at one and be home by two to watch this game that's what i'm gonna do there you go there you go i I don't think i'm sleeping tonight i'm just gonna be honest tony you when you text me at 6 30 in the morning i think something is very wrong (laughs) you know i i know you're you're a night owl you're always up all night man like that's just how you are like me i i get up at like 4 35 o'clock You'll text me at like 9, 30, 10, you know, what's up? I'll see it at 4, 30, 5 o'clock the next morning and be like, hey, like so I'm just waking up now because I was already gone. I'm an old ass man. I can't stay up anymore. I don't know why. But uh, yeah, no, my, like if your excitement's, you know, so high that you're not going to be able to sleep, that's fucking awesome. Like I said, I'm excited as hell. Um, you know, I, I hope when we ride into the series with Lucas Giolito, we don't know the third game starter yet, so I'm not mentioning shit. All I know is that tomorrow it's Lucas Giolito against Jesus Lazardo, and uh, he was actually on my fantasy baseball team, believe it or not. Not this year because I didn't do it, but last year. He was actually in my minor league squad for two years. He's a very, very good left-hander with a very, very good breaking ball. Um, so he, he's somebody that we need to be a little bit worried about. I know that we've raked against left-handed pitching all year, Tone, but he is a young man with a lot of talent. And we do not want to take him lightly because we've been hitting left-handers all year. That is something that needs to be said. He's uh, his stats aren't. The, I mean, his stats aren't the best. I think he was sitting up around like a four ERA or something. Um, but I, I tell you what, he's got some nasty shit, and uh, he's pitching a big game last year. So take him seriously. Go out there, hit the fucking ball, call it a day. Yeah, that's no, all, he. That's all I got. He did throw three innings of playoff baseball last year. Yes. Um, so he, he has been there. However, uh, and one thing I want to preface this with, too, for the White Sox coming into this game, uh, Lucas Giolito's never thrown a pitch of playoff baseball in his career uh, going up against a guy that has been there before. And I don't want the White Sox to rest on their laurels here and say, well, we've beaten every single left-hander that we've faced so far this season because I feel like this team over the last week has really gone back and just taken their foot off the gas. They need to go into this game and get the job done. I want runs scored early. I want runs scored late. I want runs scored all over the place. One thing that we've talked about on this show consistently is crooked numbers are fucking cool and tough. We need to go out there and we need to put up some crooked numbers against this kid early and often. And one thing that the White Sox have done well when they're winning ball games, they're getting starting pitchers out early. And I want to see them work that bullpen as soon as they possibly can. That's going to be a key in game one right yes. there. Because if if Lucas Giolito, for some odd reason, comes in tomorrow and does not have it, I'm okay with the White Sox bullpen going out there. I think they have the right options as long mm-hmm. as we don't see Jimmy Cordero. Uh, but it, <laughs> I, I really feel that if Lucas Giolito can give you Five innings of baseball tomorrow. We're in good the White shape. Sox are in good shape. I agree. Because I if, if, if he gets through five innings, 
you've got plenty of options to turn it over to. I mean, even if you're going to Garrett Crochet in the sixth, you've got Aaron Bummer that can probably give you one to two innings. And Evan that doesn't – you Evan Marshall, you've got Alex Colomay. Get that lead early tomorrow and let us take care of the rest. That's all the offense has to do is just give some support, let that bullpen come in and finish off this ball game. I, in a three-game series, winning game one is so ultra-important, and the White Sox have to do that. Continue this streak because, oh my God, would it be so White Sox, Buzz, would it be so White Sox to lose their first game against a lefty starter in their first playoff appearance? That would be so White Sox. But like I said, flying under the clouds, good juju. Who... Are you taking my man? Because obviously we're going to be. I think that all of us should be on the mic if we, if possible, after game one of the playoffs uh, tomorrow night. And that's what I'm hoping for. Is uh, I know it's a lot when we have a bunch of people on. But that's what I want for the the rest of the Sox on taps in the playoffs. Because obviously, like you had mentioned a little bit earlier, we all thought we'd be together. And uh, you know, COVID has put a, a, a stake in that. The stupid ass ESPN times have put a fucking stake in that. I want us all to try to. I'm gonna. I don't care. I'm gonna go buy an iPhone tomorrow and just ship it to you, so I can just FaceTime you like this the whole time it's on when I'm driving home or something. Um, but who is your pick to click heading into tomorrow's first playoff game, Tony, in 12 years? Who is your pick to click tomorrow? Well, before before I divulge my pick to click, Buzz. I just want to do a little quick recap on the injury report because oh, Eloy Jimenez has been out this last series. And I think he's a huge key to the White Sox success because when you add Eloy Jimenez to that lineup, it's so important. On top of that, there's been rumors, and we've seen a little bit of news about Johnny's guy, Luray Garcia, coming back to this team. So the lineup, we're not sure what we're going to get out of this. We're not sure. And it would be really easy for me to go Eloy Jimenez in tomorrow's lineup, but I can't guarantee that. I have to. I absolutely have to take Jose Abreu tomorrow because he is the guy. He's been waiting for this. He's been waiting to perform in the playoffs ever since he arrived in America, started playing for this White Sox team. He is the one that I cannot wait to see play some playoff baseball. I know right now, Jose Abreu is absolutely fucking jacked to play. Jose Abreu wants to make a statement tomorrow to himself, to his mom, to White Sox fans, to the world that he belongs in the spotlight during a playoff series. And I think Jose Abreu is going to perform the way that we all expect him to and have seen him perform this year. That guy's going to drive in some runs tomorrow. He is going to get the job done. Jose Abreu, pick to click. Let's get the job done, Jose. It starts from the top. It continues through. He's going to set the fucking tone. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going Tim Anderson. I didn't pick Tim a lot during the year. Um, I'm, I'm picking Tim Anderson tomorrow, and the reason I tell you that is he's another guy um, who has been doubted. He's another guy that's been, you know, talked about as not being a good enough player all around, and he shut all of them up that this year. Everybody, 
Um, he's going to come out tomorrow and he's going to lead this game off with a fucking bang. Uh, I'm telling you, he's going to, he's going to either, he's going to do something great tomorrow. Tim Anderson is my pick to click. These guys, those kind of guys live for this moment. And he's one of them that I believe that truly lives for this moment, helping lead a team that has not been there in 12 years back to the promised land, which is the playoffs, you know, in, in this sense, he's going to help get some dubs in the playoffs and he's going to try to help get this team to a world series. So I'm taking Tim Anderson tomorrow as my pick to click. Other than that, Tony, I've got nothing else tonight. What do you got before we leave? Buzz, it wouldn't be a series preview unless you give me your predictions. What do you got? Giolito and Keichel are winning both games. White Sox three, and two. White Sox and two. It's a three-game series. I. Keichel's been here before. Giolito is a guy who gets jacked, and he he gets, like, laser focused sometimes. And I, I'm thinking that that's the Giolito we get tomorrow. Um, I'm, I'm saying White Sox and two. There's not going to be a third game. We're not going to have to talk about this third, you know, who's starting the third game bullshit. We're not going to have to, Tone. It's not happening. It's it, two in a row against Oakland. Let's go. That's my opinion. White Sox and two. You're getting me jacked up. You're giving me goosebumps right now. All right. Last question before we close this one down. How are you lining them up tomorrow behind Lucas Giolito in the field? This has been a question that's been talked about on White Sox Twitter. I have not yet given my takes either. I haven't seen yours. How are you lining them up on the field, one through nine? What's your lineup? Okay, well, uh, as you just kind of pointed out a little bit ago, we don't really know what it's going to look like. Assume but... all are healthy and ready to go. Oh, okay. Oh, assume. So you're talking. Assume all's healthy. That's what assume you're all are healthy. I mean, I saw a picture of Eloy smiling on the field today. Assume he's healthy. He's ready to go. Okay, I'm assuming he's healthy and ready to go. So game one behind Lucas Giolito. At first base, obviously Jose Abreu, Nick Madrigal, Tim Anderson, Yohan Moncada. Behind the plate is going to be James McCann. Okay, that's going to be my infield. My outfield, if healthy, is Adam Engel in left. In center, Luis Robert. In right field, if Lurie's healthy, then that's where I have Lurie. And then I have Eloy Jimenez DHing. It's a hard place to field in Oakland. It's a big ballpark. We need our defense on, on point. That's the best defensive outfield you could put out there. I don't trust Eloy's foot out in the field. I don't know if he's all right. I'll have him DH. I don't give a fuck about egos. I don't give a fuck about contracts. That's what I want to see. Buzz, I'm doing the exact same fucking thing, my friend. Are you really? Uh, are I'm you doing the exact same. Are, are you doing I'm, it? Okay. I'm 100% <laughs> with you. Uh, it's really hard for me to bench Grandal. It's really hard for me to bench Grandal. But for some reason, and I, I, I might even go and write an article over on a on a website that uh, you and I uh, oh, is that called on tap sports Center? yes I might oh, go yeah, I yeah. might go write an article at the end of this season about James McCann and Yasmani Grandal and, and I'm not taking anything away from Grandal this year I think he's been a great addition to this ball club I really really do I'm not trying to divulge too much because I'm th- this one's still in the think tank but I really, really do believe, Buzz, at some point that this team would have been okay spending $80 million elsewhere with the way that James McCann performed this year. And I might get ripped apart for that take, but you know what? 
I hate I hated the McCann signing because I was all aboard that Sebi Zavala train. And you know what? I love being proven wrong. And the Jordan Lazowskis of the world, if they listen to this show, can sit there and pat themselves on their back for picking a player over me. I don't give a shit. Even Jordan Lazowski knows that, that was fucking unreal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, James McCann has had the best two years of his career wearing yes, black and has. white. Absolutely, yes. And that's why, like I told you, I, and again, and I, I like Yasmani Grandal too, buddy. But on, on top of that, I mean, James McCann walks up to ACDC every time, and that gets me cool fucking jacked. That's cool and tough. By the way, ACDC, for those of you that don't know, and this is totally off topic, posted something on Twitter today. Looks like ACDC's coming back, Buzz. ACDC's coming back, and that makes me really fucking happy. So sorry for the side note, but I had to mention it. Uh, I know that makes Johnny happy, too, because we're big I'm ACDC ba- guys. I'm a big ACDC guy, man. I grew up on that stuff. Zap, ACDC, Van Halen, Gun- you know, all that shit. Yes. Like, that's what my dad listens to. Let, there, right be, now, let there be rock, Buzz. Let there be right, rock. Right now, I'm in this Tickets to My Downfall kick. It's a very good album, so I've been kind of jamming out. And, you know, I mean, I like the Sex Pistols, and, you know, I like some punk rock and shit like that. You know, I mean, I, I always ran it, you know, guy, less than Jake. But, yes, I do dig ACDC. I'm very excited to hear their new work. But anyway, I mean, they're they're old as shit, but they're going to rock. You're only as old as you feel, dog. Hey, when you're drinking beers, you could be however old you want to be. But I I feel like James McCann has really been a staple on this team. And you heard – I forget who it was. They called him Cap, the captain. I think it was Tim Anderson uh, was talking about – James McCann and what he means to this team and and all this other stuff and I, I really 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 hope the White Sox resign him and that I mean Iowa White Sox is probably just like loving this segment right here as we're talking about James McCann but if he's not in the lineup catching Lucas Giolito tomorrow I feel like that's going to be a huge mistake he 100% will be and I will be vocal about it on Twitter oh yeah I would be too he'll he 100% will be though man I, I can guarantee that. There's no way they're not going to have Lucas Giolito be 100% comfortable in the first playoff game in 12 years. But so, the, the I guess the minute that James McCann comes out of – or the, the minute that Lucas Giolito comes out of this game, I feel like you have to just flip it to Grandal. Maybe, maybe goes, not. Man. We'll see how it goes. We're getting White Sox playoff baseball tomorrow, Buzz. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I cannot wait. 2 p.m. start for everybody here in Illinois. 2 p.m. start. Sox taking on the Oakland Athletics. Everybody be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxOnTap, at ontapsportsnet. And anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. We'll be back tomorrow with a game recap. The first playoff game in 12 years we'll be recapping that tomorrow right after the game here at socks on tap so don't miss it white socks forever white socks forever